This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, March 8th, 2021. Happy International Women's Day. Make sure you're following this show, social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider so you'll never miss a show. Today, we have a very special guest. Elise Kay is the founder and CEO of Bloom Bras, a line of patented activewear and for well-endowed women. After learning the health risks and looking at the untapped market size, she developed a patent, fully customizable sports bra built with NASA shipping and packaging experts and a celebrity costume designer. The aim is to disrupt the million athletic wear industry. The average bra size has risen from a 34B to a 34DD in 20 years. Mainstream brands do not cater to the majority of the population. Bloom Bras is now the most body-inclusive line on the market, ranging from 28C to 56L. Bloom Bras has been featured on various media outlets, including the Huffington Post, Women's Health, New York Post, and Forbes. Let's welcome Elise to the show. Hi. Hi. It's so great to be here. Happy International Women's Day. Yeah, what a great day to have you as a guest because your product is for all women. That is that is exactly what our mission is. You know, it, when I... Uh, when I founded the company, the, the ethos has always been to empower each of us, no matter what our shape, size, or stage of life is, to feel good when we're moving. Well, let's um, take it back first and tell us about your background. What were you doing before you came, became a bra designer? Yeah. Well, so I spent my first 20 years in corporate America um, working on, on other brands, helping with innovation and product development and, and marketing. Uh, I worked with companies like Black & Decker and Avon and Procter & Gamble. Um, but separately of that is I was on my own journey uh, coming into my, I would say, my body. And um, so I started running and I, I, I'm a, an avid dancer. So got into, you know, things like Zumba Uh, And then um, yoga, especially hot yoga. And I couldn't find a sports bra that worked for me. And so it was a a side passion that I had written a a business plan. And I do this sometimes. Like I wrote a business plan and I said, when somebody actually does this, I'm going to buy so many of those bras. And nobody did. So it sat in my drawer for about 20 years before I actually uh, took the steps to to form this company. So when you uh, got the vision and you decided you wanted to move forward with um, this line, did you have to crowdfund or seek investors or did you already have the resources? Yeah, no, I, uh, so what I ended up doing, which was a little bit different was I, um, I took my own money and I had a prototype made because my vision had been 
that it's not really a design flaw. It was really an engineering challenge. And so I started talking to anybody that I was inspired by. So I met a woman from NASA. And so I, I started engaging her on materials and what happens with seams as our bodies expand and contract. I started talking to people from the shipping and packaging industry uh, to understand weight distribution because, you know, I, one of the things I like to say is that if you're going to carry a three pound rock versus a 12 pound rock, you're going to use a different mechanism. And, you know, we, we go up to a 56 L and, uh, and our size range is going to continue to expand beyond that because of demand. Um, and that's, that's, that's not using, um, you know, flimsy materials that are, that are just sewn together which is what most sports bras are. And so then from there, I ended up bringing on uh, a woman who does all of the corsetry work for the ballerinas and opera singers, but she also does all the corsetry work for Oprah Winfrey and, and when Aretha Franklin was alive and other women who, you know, who have to move even, even you know, even when wearing a, a gown they still have to be able to move in it and feel comfortable in it. And so I brought those minds together and I said, listen, this is just for me. This is what I want to do. And they, they helped me to bring it to life. Um, I then went out to get a utility patent and that's about $17,000. So that was really where I said, okay, this is where I can't, uh, I can't finance this myself. Um, And so I put a Kickstarter out there and had no idea what a Kickstarter even was. Like I watched a couple of videos and then if you, if you ever see the Kickstarter, it was filmed in my kitchen with friends of mine. And, uh, and anyway, we had um, about 240,000 people come through that Kickstarter within the first three weeks. And I had asked for 20,000 so that it could cover the patent and, could cover some initial production and um we raised that in the first uh 80 hours so now these were people um, you knew or strangers no no i don't know 240,000 people these are strangers <laughs> these are people these are random people and the, the crazy thing was right so when i put it out there again i assumed that the the majority of the people who would be supporting would be you know my parents, my aunt and uncle, right, uh, right. Some college friends. Um, I didn't expect it to, to grab as much attention as it did. And it was all because, you know, because most women, um, whether they have, you know, whether they are well endowed or it's their sister or their best friend or their aunt or their mother, or their, you know, um, everybody would started tagging and sharing and, um, especially at the time we weren't, we weren't going up to a 56 L yet, but, um, but we were trying to showcase different body types and different um, again, ages. And, and, you know, if you put 10 women who are all a 38 triple D next to each other, we're going to look and hold and carry differently, but we're also going to have different desired outcomes, you know, whether you're 22 years old or you're, not 22 years old and you had three kids, um, you know, even though the measurements might be the same, we're going to have very different um, body shapes. And so it was really important to me to, uh, to not only represent that visually, but also in all of our development. So 
<clears throat> once I had the prototypes, I actually put a post out on Facebook into a, a women's group. And I just said, I know this is very random, but are there any, I live in the Bay Area, are there any women in the Bay Area that fall within this size range that will um, be willing to come to my apartment, try on a prototype and give me your, your honest feedback? I had 165 women show up at my house. So, you know, just from this one post. Wow. So I think that there's, there's so much frustration and there's so many of us that just don't have options. So it was. Um, it became my my north star. It became the thing that um, I eventually quit my job to to pursue. Now you mentioned that you connected with a NASA expert um, to get this project off the ground. Now is creating a bra that complicated that you need some someone that helps put spaceships in the sky to help with the bra? Well, it believe it or not, yes, it is. So. The history of the sports bra is actually pretty funny. It started about 45 years ago. Um, a woman sewed together two jock straps. True story. Um, because she couldn't find, she, she was running, et cetera, and she couldn't find a sports bra. So that, or I should say, she couldn't find a supportive bra, so she created one. My opinion is that when you look at what sports bras are, what they are on the market right now, like I can't. Um, I'm a double G. I, I can't one of those ones and put it over my head. If I do that, I essentially am, am stuck in there until somebody can help me out of it. Um, and then I have a very strong passion <clears throat> for no underwire, which, again, means that you have to have a different type of support. So I kept saying I want hands holding me up when I'm moving. I want somebody to to physically be holding them up. And while that um, – there were some volunteers that, you know, to help with that. Uh, that's not a sustainable model. And so, um, yeah, I really, my thing was like, let's just, let's take the word sports bra out of it. Let's take the word boobs out of it. And let's just talk about if we were to create something that was going to be for weight distribution. And, you know, most of us are not symmetrical. Plus our bodies change 10% throughout a month naturally. So that's without any sort of major, you know, a pregnancy or a, a huge weight loss or weight gain. That's 10% that we fluctuate <clears throat> just from, from our hormones. And um, so if you're a B cup, that's not a big deal. But again, if you're a, a triple D, that's a full cup size. And so I wanted something that was going to do work for me throughout, you know, throughout the month, but also as my body has been going through changes, whether that be, again, with perimenopause or in through menopause, um, or you just had a couple of children and you're now on a, a weight loss journey, or, you know, or on the flip side, when we're, um, you know, when we're going through times of stress, especially this past year, all of us have had some sort of an undue stress, and, and so my weight has fluctuated quite a bit in this past year. And I wanted something that was going to change with my changing body. And so we don't use the typical materials. I wanted something also that was going to be breathable and wicking. So again, with sweat and with, um, with how my body works, if I'm in a, you know, in a dance class, say I'm taking a Zumba class and I'm jumping around, I don't want to have a different one 
for then if I were to go to a yoga class. I also, like I said, for me, it it was a passion point to not have underwire. And so if you look at how this bra is designed, each of the cups has a little corset in it so that it adjusts to each of the breasts, encapsulating it instead of squishing it down. So that was for a lot of health reasons. I have breast cancer in my family. And so uh, when I started to do all the research behind some of the health risks, um, it just became, again, for me, a, a, a passion to not take the status quo, but to reinvent it. Now, the health risk of what? Underwires has a health risk? Yeah, so um, it's an indirect correlation. So if you think about, if you've worn an underwire bra all day, and you know how you get those red lines, mm-hmm. and um, and sometimes it hurts on the side, um, your lymphatic lymph lymphatic system is designed in a way so that it's constantly flushing toxins where that underwire presses in um, essentially it cuts off that flow and so for me it was a passion to not have underwire uh, especially if I'm going to be sitting in a sports bra for um, any extended period of time or moving in it um, because I, I wanted to make sure that again that my toxins were flowing through the body uh, and releasing, hopefully. Um, but also, you know, it just was very uncomfortable sitting for hours and hours at a time with a uh, with underwire. And your size range is really large. As I mentioned um, in the intro, you go from a size 28C to a 56L. So why did you decide to include so many sizes as a independent brand that seems like a massive uh, task to take on. Well, so if you think about like a, a, let's just, let's just use Nike as an example. So if you, in typical, they've gotten more inclusive over the last two years, but um, a small, medium, large doesn't cut it for bustier women. So for me, my opinion was if I'm going to do this, I'm, I really want to do this. If we're going to talk the talk about inclusion, we're going to talk the talk about body positivity, it can't be that we stop at a 38 triple D, which is where most of the, most of the bra size, I'm sorry, the uh, sports bra lines on the market have traditionally stopped at. But if you get above that level, it's, it's a different, um, you know, again, it's a different engineering task. And so for me, when I was creating it, um, you know, I said no fit models. We're using real women. And um, one of the statistics that was shocking to me was that um, 70% of women in the United States are a D cup or above. And the average dress size is now between a 14 and a 16, which is the equivalent of a 44 or 46 bra size band. And so if Mm -hmm. that's the average, right, if that's the average, then that means that there's a lot of women who are, are being left out. And for me, it's, you know, one of the biggest fallacies and one of the things that that drives me so, 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 so crazy is the fallacy that um, if we are bigger, that we don't do the same level of exercise. And that's, that's BS, right? That's not true. 
the same thing with as we age. Well, while, you know, I exercised different when I was 25 than I do nowadays, um, it doesn't mean that I exercise less. Uh, and I, I still want the same level, if not even more, support. Um, and so, uh, again, it was as an independent brand, I don't have to answer to um, to shareholders. So, like, for Nike, again, using them not to pick on them because I think they actually, you know, I, they're great at what they do, um, but they've been doing the same thing for, let's just call it 25 years. They've had that the same couple of bras. Every year they change out the colors, they change out the pattern, maybe they add a new feature to it. But their marketing has always been very targeted to a certain demographic, and they print money doing that. If they change it up, that means they have to have a lot more inventory. It means they have to change up all their marketing, and why would they do that, right? If it's not broken, don't fix it. Um, Obviously, Mm -hmm. there's been pressure put on them in the last couple of years, and going back to that statistic, they see that there is a marketing opportunity. Um, but for me, it was the flip side, which is I, mine was so much less about the marketing. It was more about solving my problem and solving a need. And then when I started, you know, because again, being an independent, when I got a chance to start really talking to women, it was, it was, it was, I would say, um, I don't want to say surprising, but how many times people cried in dressing rooms because they bra shopping is just, it's a very emotional experience and it sucks, right? It's terrible when you can't find uh, something that fits, that works for you. Um, it, it takes, that's emotionally damaging. And, um, you know, I, I have a, for purposes of this conversation, um, you know, we'll use the term plus size. I actually really don't like that term. But if again, going back to that that statement of the average bra size, if you're not hitting the average, then that's not plus size. So, um, so to me, it was um, it, it became the thing that I was most passionate about. Really, is is making sure that our our line um, wasn't just about, um, you know, selling product, but it really was about creating community. And, you know, as I look at to the future of, of our future product lines and where I want to go with it, um, it always is going to be about inclusion. Now, speaking of the future of your line, you currently have your bra in two colors on your website. Do you have plans of expanding um, the colors and the designs in the near future? Yeah, so so the way that the bra works, it's a it's a the the patented design has adjustable straps and a cinching cup, and then a, all the weight is pulled into a a point at the nape of the neck, <clears throat> so that it takes the weight from the front and it brings it to the back. So we're going to incorporate that design into athletic shirts, sundresses, sleep shirts, and swim. Hmm. Nice. And yeah, right so now, color, colors always scare me because, you know, at the end of the day, it, inventory is expensive. So if right now you and I decided we love the color lime green, um, that means I have to sell a lot of lime green um, bras. And uh, and most of us t- 
tend to buy, you know, black, white, or neutral. Right. I like black and I like brown too, like my skin tone. So put that on your list. (laughs) It is on the list. And is your, are your bras sold exclusively online or are they available in any um, physical locations? So right now they're all online. We did have a couple of partnerships with Macy's and with REI, but over this past year, obviously retail got hit pretty hard. Um, and so we have now just, uh, we've, we've just been online the last um, eight or nine months. But the crazy thing is, is that our sales are better than they've ever been because so many of us, I think, are now, you know, exercising from home and more focused in on comfort and, and buying products that are going to feel good. Um, so it's, it's been a kind of crazy time in, in the world of Bloom Bras. Now tell me about your amb- ambassador program I saw on your website. Yeah, so we had we kept getting um, we kept getting I'm going to call them love letters um, from people who had you know who had um, purchased the product and had used it. Uh, we were doing again pre-pandemic. We were doing pop-ups all over the um, all over the country, and oftentimes people would come in with you know again big groups of of their friends or their family, um, and and oftentimes, right, it was that one person had bought the bra and then said, you guys have to try this. And so from there, we built out an ambassador program um, with, you know, with people who are loyal supporters of the brand and who uh, are comfortable taking photos of themselves in the bra and, and using their social media. Um, so it's been a really successful program for us, uh, again, just because, there's not there's not a lot of companies out there, frankly, again, that that focus on utilizing real women, real women's stories, real women's photography. And so um, it's also, you know, it, it's it's given us an opportunity to really um, build out our community that way. Now, does this bra um, happen to help people with back pain? I know that's not something you promote, but I'm figuring since you had a NASA expert, <laughs> maybe it does something the, that helps. It's actually one of the biggest things that it's by far one of our biggest, um, uh, I, I don't know, marketing. Uh, we don't really market it so much. You know, the, the marketing for us at least is mainly focused in on, you know, our, our, our tagline is lift versus squish. Um, so our marketing is really about the feeling that the bra gives, but back pain is by far one of the number one reasons that, that I created it. And one of the biggest things that we hear from, from women is that it alleviated the back pain and it helped with posture. Um, and like, for me, I, I have permanent divots in my shoulder from bra straps pulling down. Um, and Mm -hmm. so that, you know, that was a big again, a big pain point, pun intended, uh, that we were solving for. So what is the ultimate goal with your brand? Well, the ultimate goal is to keep building because there's just not great products out there for us, you know, for for curvy women. And so 
you know, again, there's there are the mass-produced um, items that are out there that are great. And I think I think you're seeing so many companies now starting to realize that if you if you're really going to go into the larger sizes. It can't be – so in fashion, we call it grading. So if you take, let's just say, jeans, you take bras or, or, or dresses, and you um, increase it, let's just say, again, that for purposes of the conversation, 7% from a, a size 6 to an 8, um, that's fine for, you know, for, for, I would say, certain sizes. But because when we get into the larger sizes – like an example, so if you are, let's just say that a uh, that that a 28C, right? So that's our size one, and our 56L, um, you can't just keep increasing the size on that. We actually had to have separate patterns made for each of our sizes, so that uh, because in the larger sizes, you just have more variability on like. Does that person hold up at the top? Do the boobs fall off to the side? Are they fuller at the bottom or at the top? Are they, um, if one is, uh, you know, is larger than the other? So a lot of the engineering really went into went into um, each size variation. Um, same thing with like the the length of the zipper, right? It, it, you're not going to just increase it. A quarter of an inch each time. We had to really look at how it, how that zipper landed on each of those women. Well, mass-produced brands are not going to, they're not going to do that. They're not going to take the time to really focus in on each individual size, um, you know, size jumps. They, they're in the market of getting product out, getting it to the masses, etc. For, for me. Um, I would love, right? For me, the the ultimate goal is the more the more boobs we cover, the better. Um, but I'm not going to sac. I would never sacrifice our quality uh, just to make that happen. So even with you know building out our factory, it was really important to me to have a sustainable um, story to it as well. So like our factory is is in Sri Lanka. Um, and we utilize solar power and wind power and water power to make that factory run. Um, but that, you know, it, all of that comes with, um, with a story, but also with a, a price tag to it. Right, right. And do you have anything else happening that we can be on the lookout for? Um, I think I saw you doing some IG lives recently. Anything else uh, yeah. on your schedule? Yeah, we're yeah, we're doing a whole bunch. I'd love, and you should join us for one. That would be so much fun to do together. Um, yeah, we're doing uh, a bunch th- this month in particular. We're doing a focus on other female founders. Um, you know, obviously, small businesses and women-run businesses tend to be um, the hardest hit in this economy, um, and so whatever we can do to utilize our voice, you know, we've got a, a pretty awesome community of about 150,000 supporters now. And so being able to reach them and tell them about other 
amazing, amazing women doing, um, you know, doing things in spaces like finance, in spaces like fashion, in spaces like, um, you know, even how to be an influencer. That's such a, it's such an interesting topic that I'm, I've been learning about over the past couple of years as we've, um, you know, as we've been speaking to women who uh, became influencers because they couldn't find products that work for them. So they wanted, when they did find something that they loved, they wanted to showcase it. So that's, again, like in our brand ambassador program, um, that's most of those women. So we'll be, we'll be showcasing some of them as well. Um, and, you know, or healthcare workers. Oh, we're doing a, we're doing an IG live with a couple of doctors that, you know, that have been just again in this past year um, working around the clock, but they still have families at home. And, and so it's, um, it's really being able to use our voice and use our community to, um, you know, to give others, the platform and the opportunity to tell their stories. Well, I would love to be a part of your IG series and I actually need to get one of your bras cause I'm in a G cup and sitting here interviewing you. My back is hurting right now. So I definitely need to. Uh... <laughs> we'll get you one for sure. Yes. <laughs> we'll, so we'll get you one for sure. Yeah. Sizing is the hardest part. Like that's uh, you know, that's the thing that we, um, that, that I think, turns people sometimes away is that we don't know our bra size or our bra size is constantly changing or you wear a different one in this brand and that brand and yeah so well yes we'll we'll definitely talk about that offline we'll talk about that but before you go tell us your official website and your social media pages so we can keep up with everything you have going on Absolutely. So it's Bloom Bras, B-L-O-O-M-B-R-A-S. So the website is just bloombras.com. Our IG is Bloom Bras and our Facebook is Bloom Bras. We don't right now have a TikTok because, frankly, I don't even know what TikTok really is. <laughs> right, so me either. We're working on that. <laughs> I know, right? And same thing with Twitter. I mean, I, there's, there's just too much out there. <laughs> you just pick the ones you know. Right, exactly. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today, and we'll definitely be in touch. Yes, and we'll definitely be in touch because I'm going to get one of these bras and tell everybody how fabulous it is. Wonderful. Well, we'll give you and your we'll give your code is I'm sorry your your audience a code so you can put it out there and they can get a discount. Perfect. Perfect. Well, enjoy the rest of your day, and we will be in touch. Sounds great. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you to my fabulous guest today, Elise. Make sure you check out Bloom Bras. I'm going to get one of these bras and tell you all how it is. And I've been your host today, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. And until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com.